0: Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod, and you are. I'm, I'm John Douglas. Johnny Douglas, welcome to the fray one more time, my boy. Now, JD, I want to know, Jay, okay, what kind of uh, what kind of bone are we going to pick over? But before we start on the bone, I want to get back to the coffee count. What's the number? What are we up to, my friend?
1: What, eleven. We're up to eleven. Eleven. Eleven and twelve. We're going to have another one this afternoon. Twelve. Yeah, fantastic. So we're we um, we're we're we're, churning, we're churning through them and it's um it's a uh, it's fun like it's a I'm really I'm connecting with people that I haven't connected with for a while um, and everyone I think is looking for a reason to connect. Everyone's looking for reasons to chat. Everyone's looking for just a, you know, I think there is a genuine kind of sense of community that you forget you've got yeah. when you're in an office and you're just working through whatever you work through, you know, day to day. And then, you know, something like this happens and it's an opportunity a, to get out of whatever it is that's going through your day and it's, uh, it's simple, like you, you actually give yourself permission to connect with people, which I think is what kind of makes business go around, really. Yeah, um, absolutely. I can
0: say, I mean, I know we catch up all the time anyway, but I think even just when we talk to each other on the phone, it's just that point of being able to check in and just see what's going on. So I'm, I'm wrapped, you know. I think it's great. And uh, I too am pursuing the coffee cup, um, let's call it the coffee cup marathon.
1: <laughs> the coffee's on. The on.
0: Anyway, let's get back to our bone. We want to make sure we're, uh, we're nice and tight on our delivery of our content today. So let's get back to our bone. What are we going to chew over?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. I love when you give me that one. <laughs> I would really like to talk about relevance in advertising. And it's been particularly um, uh, uh, visible how irrelevant some of the advertising is right. when you look at some of the advertising that is going on in the social space, in the uh, uh, in television. On you know, uh, I watch SBS. It's in on SBS a bit. There's you know all of those kind of replay platforms. There's a whole lot of, and someone did a, a brilliant mashup of it on Forbes. Uh, you can see it. It's uh, done by Microsoft, Microsoft Sam, I think. Is isn't, there's a YouTuber called Microsoft Sam, and he's done this thing, and it says all COVID ads are the same. Yeah. And it's a whole lot of um, US uh, ads, and it's all like you know, lovely little um, you know, piano yeah, and. Yeah, we care for you, stay at home, we care for you, stay apart, you know, come together but don't, you know, that kind of, you know, we really, really care. Like we spend billions of dollars trying to get you to buy our product but as soon as anything like this happens, we really care about you just long enough to take your my money out of your pocket. You know, yeah, it's exactly. just, it's it just it's irrelevant. Like, it's, there's no reason why Audi. And there's a lovely ad that some someone in their uh, advertising agency obviously has come up with, and it's got the Audi logo, and they just, and it's all just four circles, one, two, Separated three, four. Separated in the circles, yeah. Separated in the circles, and it's you know, it's a lovely ad that is designed to appeal to twelve people, twelve advertising judges in a jury room, yeah. and has absolutely nothing to do with the car and absolutely nothing to do with the people who buy the car. It doesn't yeah. make me feel better about Audi. It makes me as an advertising guy think, oh, that's clever. But I I would imagine that the person thinking about buying a new car isn't going, oh, isn't that lovely? That corporate is just like they're reaching out and putting their arm around me. Bullshit. You know, I'm oh, sorry, but pardon, pardon my French.
0: Mate, you're right it's okay. lame it's absolutely lame I noticed as well channel nine late to the party but you know the nine dots that make up the channel nine they are all yep. dispersed on the today show I'm like really <laughs> you really think that's great come on imagine if Russ howcroft saw that
1: yeah yeah ah oh, Russell howcroft will be turning in his grave he's not dead yet but he's, you know. not, he's not dead yet <laughs> <laughs> he'd be turning in his swivel chair over there um where is he um PWC or yeah, yeah, yeah PwC. PWC. I mean, by by all means, advertise. Like now is a great time to be communicating with your customer. It's it keeps you top of mind. It keeps you in the in the in a frame of reference. But for the sake of all that is holy, don't advertise. Don't advertise a message that has nothing to do with the brand you're trying to build. Like you're trying to, you're trying to create a story. You're trying to create a memory structure in the hearts and minds of the people that you're dealing with, your most relevant customer base.
0: Yep. They
1: don't care. They know. Like it's not my business as a, as a business to go around and say to all of my customers, Keep your social distance. I mean, that's what Buddy Dan Andrews is doing, isn't it? Yeah, that's what Buddy Morrison is doing. (laughs) Isn't that what we all know anyway? (laughs) Jeez, it should be. If you don't know that by now, God. (laughs) Like it's... Ridiculous. By all means, reference current events. Like a... Like there is we need to stay relevant and we need to stay you know we need to reflect the culture that we live in and you know it's it's the biggest thing to happen you know since two thousand this two thousand and eight recession like you know there's 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 plenty of reasons to reference it yeah but to tell me what to do on top of what I know I should do like it's mansplaining. At the very least, it's mansplaining, which makes me think that it's probably it probably has been designed by a white, middle-aged white guy somewhere in the privacy of his own corner office. Who looks a lot like um, both of us, but not us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Looks exactly like me with
0: a tie. Um, yeah, maybe a probably um, got longer hair than us.
1: <laughs> it's it's vaguely condescending. Yeah, like, look, I reckon like, you're on
0: the on the money. It's considerate. Maybe don't even reference it. Just consider it in what you're about to say. So put a sense check over what it is you're about to put out and yeah. say, is this appropriate given current circumstances? That's all you've got to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's a there's a really lovely ad that Colgate have done. Everyone's referencing it, so I don't feel like yep. I, please don't. I'm not trying to be, you know not sure I'm not Moses coming down with a with a Colgate ad from the from from the mountain I've seen a burning bush and pulled out a bloody ad um, but it's this delightful thing where it's just it it shows a whole lot of people online like it's just a, a, a video montage of how people are communicating these days. So it's all done on iPhone. Yep. It's all just people looking at camera, smiling, you know. It's just, it's delightful because it kind of reflects the reality of the world we find ourselves in now. And it just says, now more than ever, remember to share your smile, Colgate. And yeah, it's like... A that's brilliant because yeah, it doesn't it say keep your social distance, and it doesn't say together apart, and it doesn't say you know we uh-huh. can survive and stay strong, and it just it references it, but it's relevant to the brand, and it will sell bloody toothpaste. Yeah, you know?
0: absolutely, mate, and I'm all for that, you know, and it's okay to make money in this time. It's <laughs> okay to keep the the economy turning. People are, you know what? <laughs> our- absolutely. Should we advertise? Should, should we put an ad out there? Should we make money? Should we feel bad about that? What's it going to do? Is it going to impact our ability to get JobKeeper? You know what? You've still got to try and make your business work. At the end of the day, when we come out of this stuff, which, Johnny, could be a good se- a segue, but at the end of the day, when you come out of this stuff, if you've done nothing and you've let things just fade away, guess what? You'll either be gone when we come out or you'll be irrelevant. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's the very worst thing a business can be is irrelevant yeah like you know n- nothing nothing kills a uh nothing kills a career faster than being seen as irrelevant, and nothing kills a business faster than being seen as irrelevant absolutely and like stay stay top of mind like be and it doesn't matter if you're using like i have a a a a client, an aged care client, I work with an aged care client and they have done this delightful, they're referencing their, they're using their people to help their residents feel better about the way the world is because aged care, people in aged care are scared shitless.
0: Yeah, God, they
1: they are, aren't they? They are, like they're the people that <laughs> they really are in the, in the danger zone. Yeah. And, and there's this, so there's this delightful community thing that people are sharing online and it costs them nothing. It costs them absolutely nothing, but it does make the, the, their core customer group, these, the, the residents that are inside uh, old age homes, it makes them feel better. And you know what else and families
0: will feel yeah. better seeing
1: that absolutely i think mm-hmm. i think it's like you know we we care about we care about our people and we care about our residents and you know that's all we've got yeah. <laughs> and you know what when you're providing care that's all you need
0: yep exactly really? and you better make sure you care for them while they're there because <laughs> you know they they need to be and particularly as you said those most vulnerable but i think the families of those that are in that care are also lost, wondering what's happening and how their parents are coping, or you know their loved ones are coping in this area of
1: isolation. It must be traumatic for them too. It is. It's a, It is. It's a. Um, you've got to. You've got to understand. I think when you're doing advertising, especially in times like this, everything is open for criticism, and everyone is looking for reasons to. To be an armchair critic. I mean, we create a podcast like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I yes. completely agree. We, uh, we, have we the time. A We've been talking about, time about like
0: it. We finally have the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's. But there, there is this. There is a. There is a sense of I need to speak. I need to be seen to speak. But for God's sake. Think about what you're going to be saying before you open your mouth. I mean, not like me. I mean, I'm prepared to just open my mouth and just let my let the world share my opinion. But I think if you if you're a corporate, I I think you should kind of sense check it a little.
0: Yeah. Right? Agreed.
1: And look, most okay. of what
0: your come comes out of your mouth is great. So you know, it doesn't often <laughs> need sense checking, and usually it leaves me in uh, in fits of laughter. So, but last <laughs> week we we touched on a point that I, I want to. I want to back over if we can and talk about going from this state of euphoria where people are going to come out of lockdown and as we said they're going to need to go to the pub they're going to need to have a burger they're going to need to have a beer again they're going to go to restaurants they're going to go on a date they're going to do all those things. Yeah then what happens if we're in a recession?
1: I I think it'll just be a it'll be a slower it'll be a slower recovery like people will still be budgeting but I, I think there will be a, a sense of wanting to get back to normal. Yeah. Like behavior, human behaviour is human behaviour. Like if you're the kind of person who before the, before the COVID thing happened, if you're the sort of person who liked to go down to the pub, you'll be the sort of person who goes down to the pub in a recession. I mean they always said that the, the two best businesses to have in a recession were a bakery and a pub. Yeah, you know, like people will, people will still go down to the pub. People will still want to go shopping. People will still want to um, uh, find ways of connecting with other people. They'll be wanting to go and exercise. So, you would imagine if you're in a sports good, you know, business. Uh, or if you were a if you were a, a sports like a men like a you know Nike or you know, New Balance or you know whatever, yeah. If you were in that kind of business, like as soon as the as soon as people can get out and you know go down to the gym again, people are going to be wanting to go down to the gym again. Yes, there will be financial constraints, but that will be the baseline. Like I remember when. Um, I was, talking to a, I was talking to a guy who was uh, used to be the brand manager at the National, no, at the State Bank in South Australia, <laughs> ages, turn of the century, <laughs> which sounds so weird now. Back in the turn of the century, <laughs> when I was digging for gold in Ballarat. Back um, in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> but... I was talking to him, and he was—he was—he referenced the recessions of the eighties, that whole kind of boom and bust cycle. Yeah, right. That we had, and that the last kind of big kind of downturn was nineteen eighty-seven, I think, or nineteen eighty-eight, or whatever. Yeah, eighty-seven. And they, and they, he said, like it took—it took South Australia because South Australia is kind of a you know the a bastard son of the the two East Coast powerhouses, and so. Economic, the trickle down economics. It takes a long time to trickle across the Hay plain yeah. um, and down the Murray. But the um, the the thing was, he said that it takes people a while to understand that that's the baseline, and we work our way up from there. Yeah, we don't bounce like. So there was that big bounce when the um, uh, 2008, when the economy went, you know, like that. And then immediately it went straight up again, like that. But that was a like that was an absolute bing. So
0: our ability to come out of recession is far greater in this digital age, isn't it? We can definitely things move a lot more quickly than they did back, say, post World War Two. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about you think about how well people have handled the coronavirus crisis in my in my mind, like. The, the power of the internet, the, the power of communication, this understanding that m- m- people have got to act. But like, if we hadn't had instant communications and we had some governments that were more than prepared to take a big economic hit just to get it under control, yep. Like, how many millions of deaths would there be? And I don't mean to trivialise it in the name of commerce, but... Many. Like, but the internet has made this power of communication has made it possible for us to keep a lid on this thing. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think there is a, a the, there, we've got an incredible, mm. incredibly diverse array of tools we have at our disposal that will enable us to get. I think more quickly out of the recession. I mean, I still think we might go into a recession. I'm not a financial guru by any stretch, no. but every financial guru that you hear says that. is saying we're going into a recession. And So what, what
0: opportunities are there, JD, in a recession for a brand? Now, that might sound ridiculous to say, but what opportunities are there for brands in a recession? So there's three options I would like to discuss. I would like you to discuss with me. Number one is decrease your spend. So we, yeah. we we know that that's what some people will have to do. They don't have a choice. Yeah. There's those that will maintain their spend. And then yeah. there'll be those that increase their spend in these times. Now, potentially that'll be a market that may be blooming like we talked about food delivery, Deliveroo, those kind of customers may be in a position where they can elevate their spend given circumstances are driving their business. We talked about that last week, but I really wanted to hear about Share a voice, and how a brand, even in a smaller market, can really grow share of voice in these time, share of voice in these times.
1: I think the um, I think the thing you need to do is you need to be aware of where your money's coming from. Uh, the look at where's where's your sweet spot in your business. Where is the which are the brands? If you're if you're a business that has multiple brands, and two of them are Gangbusters, and one of them is just a relic from a different time. I would have a close look at their relic and ask it if it was just feeling a little bit tired and needed to, you know, go out to pasture.
0: Just wake it up, you know, know, and news in the
1: afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some, there are some, like, I, I did some work for the uh, city of Melbourne ages ago, and they had a they had so many brands that there's no way they could support all of those brands with the marketing budget. And every single brand had a marketing manager, every as it should. Like you think if you've got different, if you've got different brands, they all need their own special kind of love. Yeah. But you've only got this much money. You've only got like, you know, a bucket of money. You don't have like seven buckets. So, how are you going to spend that money best? And the, my guess would be, if eighty percent of your business comes from twenty percent of your brands or products, I'd pour my money into those and let let the market forces be what the market forces will be. Like, I think if you're, I think if you're fighting for survival uh, and you've got a uh, a gun and a piece of chewing gum. My guess is you'd throw the chewing gum away. Correct. Do you, Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. I, I think the, you know, unless you're in a, unless you're in a specific kind of fight where chewing gum, you know, becomes the. <laughs> but in most cases, <laughs> I think yeah, I think you, I think you just need to be really pragmatic and really realistic, and you need to be relevant. Like you need to, you need to. Don't don't dismiss your 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 customers. Don't treat your customers like idiots. Like the 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 whole thing about advertising is to build awareness and be relevant and somehow influence preference. So that when people go to the shops or when you know you ring a B2B, if you're a B2B business and you ring one of your clients your business or your product or your service is top of mind. They like it because it's relevant and they have a sense of preference for your brand. Yeah. And it's that, you know, do they, do they like your brand enough to give you the five minutes you need to sell them
0: the product? Our favourite salient J.D., you know, top of mind when they're buying is key. You know, it's great to yeah. be top of mind when they're not buying but it ain't going to help sales. So we've got to make sure we're top of mind when they're actually in that purchase consideration mode.
1: I can't I can't, as an advertiser, I can't hold the salesperson's hand and take them to the customer. Like that that's not going to happen. I'm not I'm not the guy who clo- advertising isn't the, the person who closes the sale. Advertising is the person who makes customers aware of the service or the product and sows the ground, prepares the ground for the salesperson to walk in there. Yep. And and, that's, and it's only a small part of marketing. But there's a whole lot of other parts of marketing that good ideas agencies, good ideas people can say, well, maybe it's not advertising. Maybe you need to work on your distribution. Maybe you need to work on a, 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 a communication to, a, to, a, to clients in ways that are not seen as kind of advertising but are relevant and profitable and gain preference and salience Nurturing and, JD,
0: the old, imagine, imagine that, nurturing through the journey. Remember the old sales journey that we may find a customer, you know, in that digital realm who has no idea who we are. We're complete strangers to a point where we want to give them some information about us, but then we want them to come back and give them a bit more. Then we actually <laughs> want to build some credibility, some trust, and guess what? Maybe on the backside of that, they may trust us, they may like us, they may choose us, and they may buy us. Whoa, that's a little new. Don't, don't tell anyone that there are commercial ramifications to advertising. One of the other things we talk about often is distinct, something that someone's going to see that will help them remember. Now, it doesn't have to be completely different to everyone else, but it has to be more memorable. That's the yeah. part we've got to work on. Make sure it yeah. sticks in here. You know, that's the yeah. real important part that we've, we've got to make sure that we maintain. And often with clients, it's hard to have them Come on a journey of being courageous as well. Really understanding the importance of not doing the same stuff all the time. Being in a position where we can create something new and distinct, and if it's not new, just make it more memorable. Make it, make it with the ability to stick in the mind of our consumer. That's really what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, yep. Like there's a there's a great case study uh, for um, I think Sanderson Farms. Um, Eggs, chickens. They oh, were in the states. Um, Foster's Farms. Foster's Farms chickens. So yeah. the, the market, the chicken market in the San Francisco uh, in California was separated between like Sanderson Farms and Foster's Farms, and they both had roughly kind of you know forty five percent of the market. And there were a whole lot of other you know mm. little niche brands that had. But the 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 um, the guy who was the strategist for the Foster's Farms has gone to the credit department and said, we're exactly the same, you know, our chickens, there's no difference in the chickens, there's no difference in the way they're raised, there's no chicken. There's no difference in the way they've, you know, that everything is exactly the same. There's no, The only maybe difference is our chickens are raised in California and Sanderson Farms are raised, but they're, you know, they're picked they're plucked, they're frozen, and they're chipped. Like that's how the chickens work. So the creative department came up with this idea of just like just make people remember the brand. So that when they're in the supermarket, they're gonna they're gonna want to pick up a Foster's Farms chicken rather than a Sanderson Farms chicken. Like it was really kind of that simple. Yeah, right. So they invented these two chickens that were trying desperately to go from one side of the country to the other to become a Foster's Farm chicken, but they're in this shit heap of a car, they're smoking, they're drinking. <laughs> it's this this teenage road trip across America.
0: The chickens.
1: <laughs> it was just, it was, you know, we're going to be Foster's Farm chickens. Everybody who watched this is going, no, you're not, no. <laughs> oh, I love it. It was delightful. So, yeah, just... Be relevant. I think that I think the the temptation to decrease marketing spend, advertising spend, communication spend, I think is I think that the Tim, it's very easy for people who don't um, who don't understand or necessarily want to delve too deeply into the the how advertising works. Yeah. And how how important it is to be memorable and be relevant and be top of mind with customers. Like, how do you build those memory structures we talked about last week? Yeah. Um, but the so while the temptation is don't spend, you can spend in ways that make it make yourself visible to the people that matter. The biggest sweet pot, sweet spot of your segmentation, how you're targeting them, what's your position inside that targeted segment, what are you saying to them and how do you communicate with them? And it might not be a television ad or a poster or a social media campaign. It might be something that is less expensive but just as effective for the sweetest spot of your marketing budget. So if you've got a marketing budget like you know just find out what the most effective who the most effective customer target is and then what's the most effective way of using that money to influence them to continue buying your product yep and you you know I, I think that's the I think that's the, that's the the simplest the simplest argument for anyone looking at decreasing a spend is just focus your spend don't don't necessarily decrease it or if you need to decrease it if the business is saying you need to decrease it then you need to play it smarter and find an idea that connects with your sweetest customer target. I I love it. That sounds like
0: a great way to wrap up another edition of The Bones of Advertising with JD and my good self. And, uh, mate, thank you. It's been a a pleasure again. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing everyone next week. (laughs) See ya. See you later. (laughs) See ya.